Hello and rich rising family. Welcome to Modestly Metaphysical, a podcast where I bring you information about trending topics in the spiritual community and tips on where to get started in your personal journey. I'm Kara and I'll be your host. Welcome to episode three. So far, this has been really fun. It gives me something really to look forward to every week and um, just reiterating information to myself helps me to retain it better. So thank you for those who tune in and listen. I know a lot of you are my friends, so I appreciate you all and I love you all so much and thank you just a million times over. But this episode is going to be about intuition. I am going to talk about exactly what intuition is, um, how to identify it within yourself, telling you the difference between like what intuition feels like versus logic and gut feelings and instinct because there's a difference between them all. A few of them kind of intertwine, but I'm going to give you the lowdown on my view on all of that, as well as how to use your intuition and start to tap into it more. And at the end, as usual, I have a short meditation. This one is going to be to help you to identify what intuition feels like for your body because it's different for everyone. And it's a good one. It's a good episode. I'm super excited. And without further ado, let's get into it. So in order for you to begin using your intuition, you have to know what it is. So as it is defined as the ability to understand something instinctively without the need of conscious reasoning. So it's like a deep inner knowing that really has no explanation and um, everyone has intuition. It's already developed. You already have it. There's not one person alive who doesn't have some sort of intuitive experience or at least the ability to have one. Most people choose to repress and or ignore these thoughts when they happen. And the problem problem is in the definition of what most people believe intuition is. Most believe that... There are only the most extreme extreme examples of intuition, like visions, predicting the future, reading minds, so more of the psychic qualities of intuition. To a large extent, intuition is very, very subtle, more like just a hunch or just like a deep, like I said earlier, a deep inner knowing or um, a gut feeling unaccompanied by bells and whistles. The intuition that most people think of when that word is used is someone who has the ability to see pictures in their minds of events like that have already happened, are happening, or are going to happen, so past, present, and future. So when people want to know about intuition, they really want to know where this comes from, like where these pictures come from, and why some people are able to see them when a lot of people can't. Um, People are much less aware that intuition can be experienced through any of the senses or all of them. So, for example, I hear my intuition as a voice inside my head, 
and also feel it in my body. But some people see images um, or just know. So it's different for everyone. And I've found that my intuitive voice inside my head is confident when it speaks, but it's very soft-spoken. It doesn't rush or feel frantic. It's really subtle, which is why it's easy to ignore and why I ignored it for so long. I definitely refer to my intuition as my inner guide or my inner teacher. I definitely believe that intuition is a part of our higher self and then channeling and communicating with guides or spirits is a different experience. I think that the two are often mistaken, but um, definitely intuition, I think, comes from your deep inner knowing, your spirit knowing, and I would define it as such. I feel like to know what intuition is for you, you have to also know what it is not. So I'm going to explain what logic, a gut feeling, anxious thoughts, and intuition feel like. So logic is applying facts and patterns in an organized way to analyze a probable outcome. This is very fact-based, and a lot of times we will meet many people who are skeptics to the end. And these are the people who try to explain away absolutely everything, no matter how metaphysical or paranormal it may be, they will find that logical explanation. And so we also have a logical mind. And a lot of times I call this my skeptic mind. This is the part of me that wants to um, not believe in the magic around me, essentially. And now I'm very much the opposite. I'm very intuitive-minded, and I more so see things as signs and symbols than being explained by logic, just because I believe that the universe has a way of showing us signs, even in ways that can be explained. I think that um, we can use it to apply to a situation at hand or that we've been thinking about if we feel like it's a sign, like I mentioned last podcast, if it feels like a sign, it is a sign. So that's what I would, that's logic. Logic is just fact. Like there's no way around it. It's scientific fact. And then instinct is like fight or flight. It's programmed in you and there's no knowledge needed to learn it and react. So definitely like, okay, so if you see a tiger, you are going to run the other way. Like that's, that's um, instinct. Just something that you are instinctively drawn to do. It's very primitive. It's in our DNA. Um, that's also very sciencey, I guess, but that's instinct. And then a gut feeling is instinct and intuition. So um, I see it as an unexplained feeling or hunch based on a previous experience that may have caused fear. And it could be an event that you remember or one that you don't remember, but your body remembers it. So it's associated with intuition because it's unconscious but is often triggered by an event or information that needs action. So 
It's like you just it's like when you meet your best friend's new boyfriend and you just really don't like him. Sometimes it could be intuition, but sometimes it's because you recognize the energy that this person emits like deep inside of you or something that they do that like reminds you of someone else who is very toxic. Just right off the bat, you don't like that person. It's just like a gut feeling. That's what it's like. An It's a mix between intuition and instinct. So it's like telling you to run the other way, but you have no like real reason to think that yet. That's that's a gut feeling. And then one that I feel like a lot of us really struggle with is knowing the difference between an anxiety-based thought and an intuitive thought. So what I have found helpful in differentiating between the two is that an anxiety-based thought are is very, excuse me, is very disorganized and most of the time, mine are directly related to a bad experience that, that I've had in the past. So like if you were to have constant anxiety about your partner cheating on you, but only because you had been cheated on in the past, not because like it's an intuitive feeling. And a lot of times the thoughts are very rapid fire. So it'll be like one thought after another and it doesn't flow very well. It's just kind of like bam, bam, bam. And also, it tends to snowball effect. Like, it just gets worse and worse, and it makes you feel worse and worse. Whereas intuition, I have found that even if it's not the answer I want to hear, it doesn't make me feel upset or anxious. So if I were to ask, like, I have all these examples with relationships because I feel like a lot of people can apply with this, but... If someone's like, oh, my partner is cheating on me, and then you have, like, this nice, gentle voice that says, he might be, like, that, obviously, you don't want to hear that, but it's very calming, and you don't feel, like, the snowball effect of anxious thoughts, it's very reassuring as well. It's also going to be information that you were never directly taught or given. It's that deep sense of knowing and just feeling like there's nothing to dispute it. Just like, it feels like the absolute truth. Also, there's no attachment to the outcome. Like I know, I don't really know how to explain that concept, but like you aren't, you accept that it is the way it is, whatever the answer may be, because it's what's best for you. And it like, it's best for your higher path, if that makes sense, and you don't question it. So there's no attachment to whether or not like this thing is true. You just feel it to be true. I really just butchered that, but I don't know how to explain that, like not having attachment to it. Um, Non-attachment is a different topic, so we can get on that another day. And I'm going to save myself the strife of trying to explain this. (laughs) But... um, When I get an intuitive thought, it feels very empowered and confident as well as um, I don't doubt it. Like I don't feel like I have a reason to doubt it. And that comes with that deep inner knowing. When I get an intuitive thought as well, in my body, it feels very expansive. I don't feel any restriction or um, 
anything constricting, I feel myself open up to the world. I also don't know how to explain that because not everyone feels their intuition. So how can you develop your intuition? Smoke break. But how can you grow and develop your intuition? First and foremost, meditation. And I'll do another episode on what meditation really is, but I'll give you the gist. So a lot of people think that meditation is clearing your mind, making it so you have no thoughts, just nothing. And that is not true. That is the furthest from the truth. Although there are different types of meditation, meditation does not have to be silence and quiet mind. I think that the best type of meditation for intuitive development is like body meditation, meaning you think of an event or something that is really bothering you or something that's just been on your mind and you pay attention to where you feel this. So one way that I was taught by one of my mentors is the yes and no differentiation in your body. So we'll do it real quick. Um, Some of you may be able to feel it right away. Some of you might need to relax into a meditation before trying this a little bit. But let's start with just taking a few deep breaths. One more. Think of something that has been on your mind a lot lately. It can be anything. It can be positive, negative, whatever. And now pay attention to where you feel that in your body. A lot of times the lower chakras or the lower energy points rather are associated with fear, intimacy, creativity, Um, sexual blockages or overuse or whatever, a lot of physical attributes from the solar plexus and below. And then matters of the heart, throat, third eye, and crown chakra are much more um, metaphysical. Um, Heart can also be physical, but it's kind of in between, I feel like. But they're oftentimes led by the head a lot more airy, if that makes sense. So wherever you feel that situation in your body, associate it to that energy point, wherever it may be. It doesn't have to be one of the traditional seven chakras. It can be anywhere in the body. It could even be the back of the neck, you know, um, the back, like your lower back. It can be anywhere. Wherever you feel that, just settle into that feeling and start to identify why that feeling may be coming up. I won't go into what each area of the body means. I can save that for another episode. But you can think about that, where you're feeling that, as well as 
look it up later, whatever you need to do. But that's how you would start to identify where you feel things and what it could be associated with. And so another thing was the yes and no, what it feels like in your body. So close your eyes. Ask yourself, what does yes feel like? Pay attention to your body. Scan everywhere. Notice any changes in energy density, tightness, expansiveness. For me, I personally feel yes in my solar plexus area, and it feels like an expansive feeling in my midsection. Like it feels like I'm opening up. Now do the same thing. Ask What does no feel like? For me, it is a constricting feeling in my solar plexus in between my uh, middle of my rib cage and my belly button. Feels like I have a knot in my my gut. For you, it's going to be different. You might feel yours in your head. It all has different meaning. Again, I can do another episode on that. But that's how you would identify where you feel things in your body and what it could be related to. And then you can start to relate that to intuition in your everyday life. So if you have a similar situation come up as the one that you were thinking about earlier in that little exercise, you will feel it in the same spot in your body. So you can start to recognize, okay, is this intuition or am I feeling this way because I've experienced this before in the past and start to um, carve your own path that way. It takes practice, so don't get discouraged if you're wrong sometimes because it takes a while to get to know each other. <laughs> but another thing that is very helpful is dreams. So like dream journaling and just regular journaling too. Pay attention to your dreams if you are someone who dreams a lot and it feels like there's a lot of signs and symbols in your dreams. A lot of times when we're too busy in our conscious awakening state, so just day-to-day life, if we're too busy and we're not focused on our intuitive development or spiritual development or inner knowing of ourselves, it will come to us in our dreams because our subconscious has a way of making itself very known. So when the cognitive mind can't, the subconscious mind in your sleep will. So if you have lots of vivid dreams, definitely start journaling. Start um, looking into symbolism and signs and numerology. And um, if you are an astral projector or a lucid dreamer, congratulations. (laughs) That's amazing as well. Just also be aware of the signs and symbols that you see because they can help you to understand things going on in your life that may be in the back of your mind that you either don't allow yourself to think about or tell yourself you don't have the time to think about. And those things can help you tapping into your intuition as well, paying attention to those things because when you start to see them in your waking life, you can start to correlate and decipher. And then something that I'm a huge fan of is oracle cards. Oracle cards are better for intuitive development because Tarot has pretty specific meanings for each card. Some of it can be up to intuitive insight, but a lot of it is specific meanings with tarot, whereas oracle cards are up for interpretation. It's however the images make you feel and you think. 
So that's another way to tap into your intuition is to pull pull a card, look at the images and the symbols and decipher for yourself what you feel like it may be. Whatever comes up in your mind probably pertains to you. Is it metaphysical? Maybe. Is it psychoanalysis? Very much so. Can that help with your intuitive and spiritual development? Very much yes. So I recommend Oracle cards as well. If that's something, if you do well with imagery and symbolism, something to look into. And another thing is testing yourself throughout the day. So a lot of you, if you're on TikTok, may have seen some of those um, videos where it's like intuition test. Guess what color this stone is? And then you have to guess. That is practice, essentially. You can do that with yourself. You can do it with a coin. If you don't have like crystals or anything that you can guess, like put them in a bag and draw one. Flip a coin. Guess which side you think it is. Listen to the first thought that comes to your mind. Don't doubt it. Just listen to it. And I will tell you, you do get better at that shit because I there has not been one in a few months of the intuitive tests on TikTok that I have missed. So I am very much the queen of TikTok intuition tests. <laughs> but they do help you get in tap, in tap, in tune with your intuitive voice. So those can be helpful too. And also very underrated, very much needed is time to yourself. If you're constantly with another person, it's very important for you to get some time by yourself because a lot of times our energies can just mesh together and it's hard to tell what is yours and what is not yours to carry. So being with yourself for, if you can't do it every day, understandable, but definitely set aside a day in the week or some time in a day of the week to be by yourself, I recommend being in nature. It's very healing and it also can help you kind of tap into the life force of the universe. Um, try earthing, taking your shoes off and putting your bare feet on the earth. There's a lot of good energy that can be entered through the soles of your feet. So never get so work-minded or life-minded that you can't experience new things and connect with the world at large. And for some of you, taking a walk or taking yourself on a date alone might be a new experience to you. And it's kind of scary because you aren't really alone with your thoughts that much. And I'll say if you aren't alone with your thoughts that much, your intuition probably needs quite a bit of development at this point. So definitely take some time for yourself. Get familiar with what your energy feels like without anyone else impeding go in the middle of the forest and sit there for a while and start to feel what your body feels like um, and the shift in energy when you come back around people too. So that can be very helpful. So remember that your intuition is going to feel different for you. I feel my, I, I feel my intuition first and then I hear it usually and never be afraid to ask like, I think all of us sometimes forget that we can just ask for a sign or ask for an affirmation of what we're thinking or what we think may be true. And when I'm sitting in meditation, I will think about a certain situation and focus on the thoughts and images that emerge for me and write it down start to decipher later. Just write what you see, write what you feel, write what you hear, 
and go from there. Start to understand what voice is your intuition if you hear it, what feelings are your intuition if you feel it, if you see it, what kind of things you see, if it's visions or um, certain colors even. It can be anything. Literally, do not put it in a box. Do not use just the examples I give in this video. It can be so much more or even less than what I'm saying for everyone. So you just need to take the time and get to know what your intuition is for you. I oftentimes, it'll be the first thought that comes to my head, but it's a lot quieter than the second thought. So I often mistake the second thought as my intuition where it's the first really quiet one that's almost like immediate. So with those little TikTok videos, if she's like, what color is this stone? And she's like holding it in her hand and all like the very first thought is like a whisper. It'll be like blue. And then the second one's like green. And then I, so I'm like, oh, it's green, you know, and then she flips it over and it's blue. And I'm like, dang, that was actually the first one. And after like a few times of doing that to myself, where it was like the very, very first thought that was like, I thought it was almost too quick for it to be intuition. That was my intuition. And every time that I followed that thought from there on, it was right. So keep that in mind as well as you really got to pay attention and get to know exactly how it feels for you. But if there's anything else that you guys really want to know about intuition or anything that I hit on that you want me to expand on, let me know. We are going to do a little meditation to help you tap in with how your intuition feels for you. At this point, you can stop listening if you don't want to do it, but we will start that here shortly. To start, let's find a comfortable position. You can sit, you can stand, you can lay down, whatever feels right for you. And roll your shoulders and let them relax. Gently move your head back and forth and then relax. And tuck your chin in a tiny bit just to elongate your neck. Now, we want to use the Shinu Mudra, which is the best mudra for intuition. A mudra is a hand symbol. So, tuck your middle finger and your thumb inwards so that they touch at the tips and hold your other fingers out straight. Now, close your eyes and let's take a few minutes just to take some mindful breaths to stimulate your parasympathetic nervous system. When you do this, you'll relax and reduce amygdala activity. As a result, you're going to feel a lot less stressed. So give yourself a few seconds to take some deep breaths and I will be back in a second.
Now recite this mantra for intuition. I am receiving messages from within. Focus on the point in between your eyebrows or your third eye. And this is regarded as the seat of intuition in yoga. Imagine pure white light radiating outwards from this point. The white light fills the space around you. Now, ask yourself, is there anything that I need to know right now? You can ask a specific question if you have one. I always recommend asking it in a way as... If I could see what I need to know for this situation, it would look like. Or if I could hear, it would sound like. Or if I could feel, it would feel like. Where do you feel it? If you feel it. Do you hear it? Do you see it? Recognize this insight in the form that it comes to you and say to yourself, thank you for this insight. Repeat this for any question or concern that you have in your life. Gently open your eyes, write down any specific messages or insights you received, and express gratitude for the meditation, for your intuition, for your guides, for yourself. Slowly come back into your body. Take a deep breath. And namaste. Thank you so much for tuning into this podcast and meditation. I am beyond thankful for all of you. I love you so much, and I will see you next week.